Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little pina coladas. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode. We're all here. Hello, Gary. I like the bean, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Matt. Hey, what's going on? Hello, Chris. Hey, boo. (laughs) Hello, Jenna. (laughs) Hey. I feel like Kaylin should say hi, too, because I'm like, we're all here, and then we just skip right by. Hi, Kaylin. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or you should may- say hi maybe every I was time. wrong. I'm going to be here for a while, so might as well get it going now. That's yeah. right. Now, you may be thinking pina coladas, radical departure from the usual doughy, starchy, bread stuffy type carb I go for. But Matt, right before we started, said, Have you ever done a liquefied carb? And That's I right. said, I don't think I have, nor had I even thought about it. I just, I respect your audience, and I think that they're all intelligent enough. To know that carbs can come in liquid form as well. Right. And for so, those who don't know, it's time to educate them. It's opening, it's opening up a whole new mm-hmm. list of carbs. But for a second, I was like, they might be thinking that the new direction I'm going. Because remember, I briefly flirted with calling them meats. Oh, like, hey, my little yeah. lamb shanks or whatever. That didn't go very well. I also thought about calling them office supplies. Like, hello, my little binder clips. I could, I could get off on that, but it's not as visceral mm. as a carb. Um, they might be thinking, oh, she's going to do alcoholic cocktails now which is not a bad direction but i feel like we can liquefy i feel like liquefied carbs well actually any alcoholic drink would be a liquefied carb you can count it right so anyway maybe (laughs) maybe it's a new direction maybe it's not um tons to talk about and we have things to pull out of a hat and uh all sorts of things let's just start with um you guys will be happy to know because i'm still fucking getting grief over the time I wake up, but I got up at 5 a.m. yesterday uh, because I had a little tiny role in Adam Carolla's movie Road Hard, and movies shoot very early, and um, Chris was there. I was. And Kaylin was there, too. I was. And it was fun. <laughs> and Chris said, we should talk about it, so let's do it. Let's talk about it. So what'd you think? It was fun. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Chris is the best interviewer. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kaylin's putting on a pretty strong (laughs) argument over there. Wow. I was. (laughs) Well, so I played a flight attendant, and there's this set that has – it's like – it's a a place where you can go to film any sort of 
airplane or airport scene. So they have all yeah. sorts of props. Contrary to what you think, when you watch a movie and there's an airplane scene in it, it's not really in an actual airplane. Um, it's on a set. Wait, so it's not even really in the air? Somet- sometimes no, Gary. <laughs> sometimes yes? <laughs> sometimes, well, sometimes yes, Kaylin. I saw the Dark Knight Rises, and there is a plane inside yeah. of another plane. <laughs> Although, well, everything Dark Knight is real. Oh, that's the best <laughs> yeah. documentary. Um, How but, did you get back into the city? Well, so it's, it's a big set, and they have a oh, bunch of different know. fake planes, a bunch mm-hmm. of different fake seats. You can basically build your own plane for whatever era, whatever kind of plane you want you want to make, and it's real easy. Like, they just... All the seats are just really easy, remo- easily uh, removed, and you can take out like the side panels to put cameras in, and just get any angle you want. I posted a little photo of myself that I took in the trailer, um, dressed as a flight attendant, and thank you. A lot of people were like, "Oh, you look like you're straight out of the Mad Men era," which thank you, but the movie is set in present day. I'm just a throwback. <laughs> I guess it's just yeah. my old-fashioned face. Was, I'm a throwback to an um, earlier time of flight attendant. It was a classic look, I thought. Yeah, the it scarf. was, yeah. It's unmistakably a flight attendant. I know, it you really is. You can post that without comment and that you look like a flight attendant. Yeah. Well, so people wanted an update because I said that the, the wardrobe person called me and wanted to know my sizes. And then I went into my whole thing of like I didn't exactly know. I don't know what my sizes are and I tend to think that I am bigger than I am. Um but I felt like I shouldn't do that little men- somewhat not conscious mental game with them where uh, I tell them think where where I select things that are too big because then the clothes won't like, – like here's – like I got to be real. I got to really tell them what I really am, but I don't really know, et cetera. So anyway, um, the, a woman called me and asked for my sizes and I'm like, it could be this or it could be this or it could be this. It's between this range. And so then another woman called me and was like, I just wanted to double check on this. So you're these three sizes or whatever. And I'm like <laughs> – Long story short, um, I met with her before the movie started because you guys were filming really close to where I live, actually. Um, And she said – she asked, could I bring some things that I have if I have them uh, in case the uniform that she's going to pull doesn't work? So then together we kind of put together stuff. And it was my – it was their clothes, but it was my skirt, which actually had to be pinned in back um, because it was my skirt from when I was – a larger lady. And, uh, yeah, so the, cl- the clothing stuff worked out. And what else about that? Um, the scene changed a bit from the way it was in the script. Um, my my part didn't really change, though. And uh, it was fun. And I didn't realize how many times they shoot the same scene over. Did you know that before? Because I've been on sets before, but somehow, but I've never, but actually, I've yeah. never filmed a movie or anything before. Well, especially there, because uh, we can only use one camera, so to get every angle, you have to do. Well, you you do each uh, each take a bunch of times, and then you have to do it again for different angles because there's only one camera going. Because it, even though it is, is on that a set, it's of the pretty size tight. Of it? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. What was yeah. It, what was it like um, performing with Adam in a completely different context than what you guys do nightly here? It was – it's funny. I, it didn't bump me, really. Um, but it was a scene – I mean, I imagine there could have been a certain context where the way our characters were interacting, it would have bumped me because he actually is my boss. Um, I mean, I'd like to think that I could get so lost in the scene that that wouldn't even matter. But um, – 
Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I really just had a couple lines. The scene was really between Adam and another character. And then I, as a flight attendant, just kind of go by and, and make a comment or two, depending on what they end up using. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was – the two of them were very funny. It was it was really funny. Like, there's things I think back on. Um, and then I, I chuckle to myself. Nice. <laughs> Allison was was more of a like a spice on the on the plate, mm. but it was a good it was a bold spice like paprika. So nice. mm. so she added to she added to Sounds it. Sounds delicious. Yeah. But Chris and I were talking about this before. Um, I remember learning a long time ago in comedy: either you put a crazy person in a normal world, or you put a normal person in a crazy world, but you can't put a crazy person in a, in a crazy world. Although there's examples where that does work. But I really was the straight man in the scene. I think I would have, in a way, my ego makes it so that I would have rather, like instead of being a spice, I think I would have liked to be the whole rump roast. Mm. Um, just to be like, look at me, I can be a rump roast, a hilarious one. Yeah. But um, in this case, I really was cast to be a spice. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Sounds for, delicious. It does sound really good. I Either think it'll way. be fun for fans to, to totally. see you popping in the movie. I, I think so. Way cool. Just make an appearance. Yeah, it's like a little right, like a little cameo. Yeah. And it, it is tough to be the straight man when you're as funny as you are, um, because I know. Go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I know people like like really funny guys who, who are actors and they'll and they hate playing the straight man because they're not gonna they're not gonna get any laughs and it bugs them. But you have to do it. It just you need that like. As I was, as we were talking earlier, I said Seinfeld was the straight man in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. He was the least funniest character, which made the whole show funny. And uh, so it's it's just like that, right? But remember, even beforehand, when we were talking in the um, fake airport, <laughs> I was saying what I'm trying to figure out is how campy or arch to play it, or how much just to be a believable flight attendant. Yeah. Um, and I think that the the most humor came. When I just delivered the lines as if I'd say this stuff 200 times every day. There's nothing special about this. You're just another passenger. I'm just going from here to there. You know what I mean? Like it's – yeah. So – which that actually was a tiny bit challenging just because to get that familiar with the line exactly how it was written – because I figured what it doesn't really matter. It's just the gist of it, especially since it's so loose. But actually, on that line, they—I mean, it was like a, such a tiny thing. But like referring to Adam's backpack as his backpack, not his bag. <laughs> bag came out like the first three times. <laughs> I don't. It, it didn't matter ultimately, but um, but yeah, I, I it was probably it was good that we did it that many times because by the end I was incredibly familiar with that line. You could actually be a fly attendant if you had to be. That's I mean, how I might, real the experience I, was. <laughs> I left Allison outside, yeah, and I was Jessica. <laughs> nice. So, and Adam did call me Teresa. Though. Yeah, she she went. Oh, she, yeah, that's true. Once, and then he's like, she wore her hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Allison went full method. Nice. Yeah, even out, out in the lobby, she was she was telling me where to put my bags. So. That's right. And she gave me peanuts. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. I gave him wings. Nice. Yeah. So, what did you think about being on a movie set? Was it, it was that, fun? It was as, as, as exciting as you. Would have hoped. Yeah, it's not for me. No, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I have actually I've been on sets before. Um, I, I the fact that I had a trailer was exciting to me. That is cool. Yeah, Way cool. The, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was fun. It it was it was fun. I, I liked it. Yeah, but you're finding it's not as uh, exciting as 
you well, thought it would be? Well, I guess I, well I don't have my own trailer, so right. that's that's one of the reasons. Um, but it's just it's rich as you, as you were saying, it's really repetitive, um, and it's just like I was I was talking about it with Jeff. It, it's like a a beehive, like everybody just working and pushing to get you know just to get the next shot. That nothing else matters. There's no outside world. It's you're everybody's just tunnel vision. Like let's just go, let's just go, let's just go, which is cool, but. I don't know. It's just it's a it's it's kind of like CrossFit too. There's like this weird lingo that everybody uses. Oh my god! That, yes. That like I like um you just hear like oh points points rolling uh speeding like and it's just and it it's so weird how everybody just knows that everything means. But they don't and know there's, that there's you don't etiquette. know it, and mm-hmm. you don't want to. Okay, so and I'm an asshole who doesn't know it. <laughs> no, I I also am. So when they were shooting the coverage for my character, I. I asked, I'm like, so what are we shooting? You know, because there was always this question of, am I needed in this scene? Am I needed? And usually I was, but then, oh, actually, we don't need you this time. And then there was that, you know, A team and the B team. And um, so then when they're, when they're shooting coverage for Jessica, <clears throat> I'm like, so what are we doing now? Coverage for Jessica. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I figured uh, out yeah. what that meant. I mean, what that meant was because the, 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 this, this time the camera was pointed at me. So this was a close-up of me. I still am not clear what exactly coverage in this in this scenario means i'm assuming it just means something that they can shoot to to cover the audio actually that in a, like a news package that would it, that's what it would mean if you you know you write your script and then you need to cover the shots so then it would be the, the the footage that you throw to i don't know but then the other thing was i had to fill out all these papers and i was talking to carlos yeah. Is he, what is he, an yeah, AD? You're, you're, yeah, uh, I think he's a PA. Yeah, he's a PA. Oh, I was talking to him at the end. Um, and they had that little sticky thing that says sign here, like your tax preparer would put on there. So I signed there, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, so I don't need to fill out all those other things, do I? Because it just said sign here. He's like, oh, no, you do. Just, just start paperwork. <clears throat> I and I, and I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, it's start paperwork. But I already started. And I, <laughs> no, it took three of those. And I and I said, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, it's start paperwork. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I did start it. <laughs> and he goes, no, those papers are called start paperwork or something like that. What what did he say? Yeah, he, he, it was it was like the papers were called start paperwork. So, oh, it's start paperwork. But you're like, oh, I, but I started. Like, I don't know. I did, didn't make sense how he was saying it. And he it, was confused too. Like how? Like he? Why are we having this yeah. exchange? Yeah, I was like, do I make him spell it? But I'm sure he's saying <laughs> start. I don't know what to do. Why is he using this weird? He, the tenses sound off, but I did start <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things like that where they don't realize that you have no idea what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because um, as, as I said last year, I'm doing the behind the scenes stuff, so I'm on set a lot, and it, it's so funny too because. Um, so it's weird because I'm basically – I'm bottom of the barrel, fly on the wall, like I'm the scum on the bottom we of know. their shoes. Like – well, there especially. So uh, like the other day, I, Nate, the producer, uh, he was just talking to somebody. He handed me like paper towels. Here, put the – he put these somewhere. I said, sure. So I put them on a table, just a random table. And then some guy comes up and he says, oh, did you find that there? And I look at him and, I, and I'm like, uh, well, no, Nate just gave this to me and told me to put it somewhere. All right, well, that doesn't belong there, so no. And he he was like giving me attitude, and I'm just looking at him like, who the heck do you think you? Are? I'm I work on the Adam Carolla show. I'm a producer there. If if it wasn't for that show, you would not be here. And, and in my head, and then all of a sudden, just process. Wait, you you shouldn't give a crap who I am. That and, actually, like, I actually am not anybody to you, and I'm not anybody here except like some guy who's just trying to film behind the scenes stuff. So. 
I moved it. <laughs> Without saying a word. Yeah. But that all happened in my head. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait. You yeah, be a little nicer about it. I guess you're right. Okay. But I'll just move it. I don't, yeah, as I said, I don't know the etiquette. I don't really know much about it. So it's I'm just little, me trying to pick I'm it up. I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, and I probably shouldn't even admit it, but I will. I did have a bit of this, like, flight of fancy in my head of imagining showing up, and I realized I would be riding in the van to the set with a lot of the extras, and I'm like, you know – how exciting for them to be with not only talent, <laughs> but someone who is legitimately from the Adam Carolla show. They'll probably, you know, probably a lot of them are big Adam fans. Da, da, da. I'm not sure anyone there listens to the podcast. No, some, uh, what, what's Steve Hofstetter, who was on the, on Adam's show. He's, he was in yeah, that scene. There were two people who was, knew who I was. Yeah. He, he came up to me and he's like, wow, a lot of these people don't even like, oh, oh, know okay, that there's yeah. a, they had a, like the Adam has a podcast, but that makes sense. I mean, they're cast. Yeah, they're, they're, these aren't fans who are in the movie. They're no, legitimate the, actors who have been cast in the movie. But and yeah, the people in the crew too, right? Yeah, so it's just uh, so it's yeah, it's definitely not like us going to a live show and people knowing who we are, like right? So, yeah, it was a, and I don't expect. I mean, I don't go to places thinking you should know who I am. No, I don't but, either. That's why I'm embarrassed to even admit <laughs> that I had had wondered. Oh, will it be like that? And maybe I, was, that I, I really want. It was just embarrassed because that guy was being a jerk. But <laughs> whatever. So where'd you put the paper towels? I just put them. I put them uh, on another table. <laughs> and I ran. And I ran. And then, yeah, don't stand near and that table. And that guy's like, "Nope, not that one." And you just keep moving it, table to table. Nope. <laughs> ah well. So that's our that's our movie experience so far. Other, otherwise, it's been going good except for the early the early call times, which suck. Kalen no. has it the worst, I think. He's no, Andrew has it the worst. He has to get there an hour before call time. Andrew is Nate's assistant, who I noticed the wedding ring on. That's oh right, because yeah. you notice jewelry on men. Well, that's just because for the listeners who don't know who Andrew is, I'm, I don't always notice jewelry on men. But <laughs> well, Kaylin, you've probably been on a lot of sets because your been. dad is famous film Hollywood actor royalty. Michael Bean. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up on on the sets. How does this one compare to others? Uh, this one's really fun because um, it's a lot of improv, and uh, the scenes are always changing, and the dialogue's never really the same from scene to scene. Most of any production I've been on, it's state of the script or pretty much exactly like it. So it's the same thing over and over and over again. This time with Adam, it's it's always different and it's always funny. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's just the second best set I've ever been on. Oh, whoa, God. whoa, whoa. What's the third? Asking the question everyone's wondering. Yeah. What's the first? Uh, Grindhouse. Oh. Shirt I'm wearing right now, yeah. Why that was, was that more fun? Well, Quentin Tarantino was there, first of all. I got to meet him and hang out with him on his birthday. Um, but there was just a ton of explosions and, and machine guns and... You know, squibs, which are like, you know, the hey, blood that only, you shoot. We're only halfway off. through filming. You don't know what <laughs> else is coming. That's true. Yeah. And Jenna, I'm changing t- subjects now. <laughs> You're editing your special, right? Wow. Yes. Smooth. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I'm changing so subjects good. now. <laughs> That's the like, best segue. Where is this going? I don't know anything <laughs> about movies. I've only worked in TV. I know nothing. Speaking of words. <laughs> I quit to say some are going to come out of my mouth now. Start paperwork coverage. Um, no, but you posted something on Instagram. Yes. We are almost finished with the edit. I just wanted – I've watched it way too many times at this point. Nothing's funny anymore. But I just wanted it to be right. So we're just finishing up a couple more different shots because we did three camera angles. So there was like – I mean every line was like, okay, which camera do we want to pick from? And so it took a long time to kind of get through all that. But – I think the jokes are there. So that's all that matters, right? Just as long as it's funny. Do you have to watch the entire performance all the way through 
on each camera to no. like really make that kind of decision? No, they it's way cool. They have like all three camera shots at oh, the Oh, they all run time. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did like one run through where the where the editor just kind of picked shots and then we'd go back over it and then back over it again. And then awesome. there were a few times where I either would repeat the same line over again or I slowed down because I knew we are going to be editing, th- you know. And so where I kind of would take a pause in between one bit to another bit. And so we had to, like, tighten up those where there was, like, dead air, you know. But very fun. Very weird process. I'm not thrilled about staring at myself constantly. Do we get, like, early advanced copies of this? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you kidding I'm, me? I'm, you guys all get I'm your thrilled. own special copy. Good. Oh, good. Yes. Let's pull something out of a hat. It's the topic. Topic Sombrero. We asked for topics and you sent them in. It's the Topic. Topic Sombrero. Now pick a topic. All right, this week's uh, sombrero submission comes from Benjamin Rupert, and it is titled A Little Linguistic Love. Hey, Hey, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, I love this podcast. To prevent myself from being too long-winded, let me just address you one by one. Gary, I feel oddly attracted to your voice and dramatic email reads. You sound like a friend. I could write more, but the first sentence sums it up pretty well. Chris, possibly the nicest person I've ever heard on my headphones. And nice does not mean lie down. It just means nice. Matt, you bother me from time to time with your intense opinions, but your conviction is something awesome. Great. I think... <laughs> Jenna, thanks. <laughs> I'm with you, Benjamin. Try living with him. <laughs> Jenna, I was raised LDS myself, but God knows I've abandoned that, what with being gay and all. However, your sweet voice and genuine openness is appreciated. Kudos to you for keeping your faith. Allison, you're kind of a rock star. Oh, nice. The kind that manages to stay above the crowd while also uh, intimating some, some of your most private feelings for the masses. That is talent. With love and musically, Benjamin Rupert. I love that. That's so nice. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, Sorry, Matt. Thanks. So <laughs> nice. No, I, I, I especially like the Matt part. <laughs> it was astute. Yeah, I'm a sucker for uh, things that, indivi- that, that single each of us out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank oh, you. Oh, God, here comes the flood. <laughs> I know. But I think we have another. I think the hat might have something else inside it. Does the hat have another song in it? No. Okay. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I always picture like an old school karaoke style video where the words are up and there's a little animated oh, sombrero hat. Oh, well, my that's God. actual sombrero hat in my mind. That's like highlighting the words. Oh, that's so good. Just saying. Jason Dix. That's so good. Jason Dix. Okay. All right. This uh, second topic sombrero is uh, from Kay Inman, and it is titled Topics Umbrero for General Discussion on Thursday. I love the show so much, and I'm an avid listener. You guys helped me a year ago, and my son was having a career crisis after quitting his job to go to Bonnaroo. He's doing great now, on his own with a great girl and a fine construction job with a bright future. I'm 53 years old and wondering how you guys feel about exercise and working out. Do you belong to gyms? Do you go to group classes? Or are you motivated on your own at home? I belong to a cheap gym that has a bunch of treadmills and machines, no group classes, and I find myself not wanting to drive there because it's always crowded and it seems like I should be motivated to do it on my own. I have a decent elliptical machine at home and weights, so I just wondered what type of regimen you guys have and how you stay motivated to be fit. Thanks, and I love your show and look forward to it every week. Kay from Indy. Thanks, Kay. 
Um, and I'm glad to hear that everything is going well with your son. I remember when you wrote in before. So I will answer for myself. Um, I have an exercise bike that I bought um, when Daniel and I moved, like a little bit after Daniel and I moved in. And I feel like it's probably the one of the best purchases I ever made because I, I ride it for an hour every single day. And it's not – I don't have to like – force myself to do it. like going because I belonged to gyms before in my life <clears throat> and it was always this kind of thing where I would come up with all these different tricks to to keep myself motivated like you know I'll okay I, I know I'm not going to want to go but I'll just put on my clothes the clothes to go to the gym and then if I still don't want to go then I won't go but then by the time my clothes were on I always did I would end up going anyway but it, basically I had to come up with all these ways to force myself to go um, but having the bike in my home, I just it's just become part of my routine, and I always do it, like even on the weekends, and I really like it. Um, initially, we didn't know where to put it, and we had house guests coming over, so we just put it in the room where our desks are with our computers and stuff, our office, I suppose. Uh, and then I realized I really like having it right next to my desk for some reason because then I feel like I can kind of be. I'm, it's hard for me to stop working to exercise. Because I feel like I'm in the midst of doing things and responding to emails or whatever. And I remember when I lived in New York, though, and I would go to exercise classes when I, I was doing cardio kickboxing at the time. And I would find like about half an hour to 45 minutes into the class, I would begin thinking of all the things I need to do. And it would make me slow down my intensity. And so I had to come up with a rule for myself, which was <clears throat> no thinking about work. Or anything that I have to do while I'm at the gym. Like, I just can't think about it. Because if I did, it would make it so that I wanted to leave. But somehow having the bike right next to my desk, it's not the most beautiful thing. But it um, makes it so that I don't really feel like I'm interrupting work to get on the bike. And then I can – and, there, you know, I've, I've, of course, done treadmills and ellipticals and all that. If I'm in a gym, I like an elliptical. But at my house, I like the bike because then I can be using my iPad at the same time. Uh, although I have tweeted about this, there are certain things, if it's too engrossing, then it's like, I'll set the tre- the bike for an hour and, you know, set the resistance fairly high, but the, but the bike stops counting if you stop pedaling. So I'd be like three hours later, it's like, oh, I finished my fucking hour <laughs> and I'm still stuck on this level in Candy Crush or whatever. Um, so, so I do have to force, I do have to make sure that I don't get too engrossed in something else and like stop pedaling. But usually, but by the end, I am sweaty and like it is a good workout. Do you like, so since your computer is so close to your bike, if you hear like a new email, do you stop pedaling and go go over and answer it? No, because I, I don't have any any noises set on my computer or anything. Um, and the way, like I would kind of have to crane my neck to see my computer. So yeah. I don't, but plus I have my phone so right just there. Like the so just like the proximity? Then... Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It, it weirdly is the proximity. Okay. It's the proximity. That's, that's... Just like that low hum and the glow from the screen just next to you and then. I'm weirdly tethered to my computer, I suppose. <laughs> oh. Aren't it is we weird. All? Yeah. You know, another thing that I can do while I'm on the bike uh, is watch a program on Hulu Plus. Yes. In fact, just yesterday, not speaking of the bike, but speaking of Hulu Plus, when I got home from doing the movie, I was like, I am home now at a weird time. What am I going to watch? I know. 
I'll watch Mindy Project on Hulu Plus. I'm a I'm a real latecomer to Mindy Project. Do you guys watch it? Definitely. Yeah, it's nope. very funny, and all the seasons are on Hulu Plus. Uh, you guys know Hulu, but Hulu Plus is so much more. You can watch mm. current season episodes of your favorite shows like Modern Family, Daily Show, Scandal. Every episode shows like Nashville, Lost, Doctor Who, the aforementioned Mindy Project. But really, I feel like it almost does you a disservice for me to name shows when there are so many. Like Revenge. Which Gary is addicted to. I had to break and buy a Hulu account so I could watch the third season. A Hulu Plus account? Mm-hmm. Hulu Plus account. I hope you clicked through the banner on my website. I absolutely did. What Thank else you. would I do? I, I wouldn't, be, dirty I wouldn't looks. be foolish and sign up <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you also get, I can't believe that you are that addicted to revenge. I, that is impressive. I assure you, no one can believe it. Less than me. <laughs> <laughs> but at least with Hulu Plus, you also get ad-free movies and kids shows, too. Uh, and you can watch them whenever you want, wherever you want, on your computer, smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, Xbox, PlayStation, any streaming device you already own, uh, or on your phone or iPad, anywhere where you're bored. Don't don't sit there watching your life slip be- slip through your – what watching – you know what? This is, this is the analogy I'm going for, the sand through the hourglass. Just like Days of Our Lives. Don't sit there and watch it just pass through your fingers. This is the worst metaphor analogy ever. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're somewhere, you can watch Hulu Plus. Uh, and you also get access to Hulu Originals. Check out the new show, Deadbeat. A uh, comedy about a pot-smoking guy who talks to ghosts. All ten episodes started on April 9th. Uh, and for only seven ninety nine a month, you get all of this. Right now, you guys can sign up at HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison, HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison, or click on the banner on my website and get two weeks free full access. Uh, that's a whole extra week more with this special offer when you sign up at HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison or the banner on my website. Do it because then they'll be like, oh, look, Allison's sending all these people our way. We love her. And that's kind of the point for me. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. I was looking around because I was hearing a vibration somewhere. Were you hearing it too? I think it, it came from my purse. Oh, oh did you? Get out. But get okay, fine. Out. Matt, you looked at me and then like shook I'd your say, head. Like, I hear it like, too, but oh, okay. not me. Not it's me. me. I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't know if we all were responding to the same thing or if we all thought something different was because I didn't know like if you are shake. What are you shaking your head at? Maybe it was like, don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's not happening between us. People don't notice when we record the show. There's actually a veil between me and everyone else. So That's right. To look at me. Needs, he needs his Ow. private time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This week's uh, iTunes comment of the week comes to us from Barbie Jet Driver, and it is titled Amazing Episode. Don't hate me, but I've been listening to ARIYNBF since episode one, and I haven't gotten around to rating or commenting until this point. The latest episode with Jack Burdett was really something special. I always find Allison's interview style unique as she seems to always be listening to what her guest has to say instead of chambering her next question. I found her episodes funny, interesting, and compelling, but it took last week's episode with Jack Burdett to finally shake me out of my Burdett. Ap- Burdett to finally shake me out of my apathy to comment. Never in my life has a podcast brought me to tears. You delicately took Jack to such a hard place without being intrusive and gave us all an insight into a life I doubt few outside of his family have ever seen. Her ability to disarm her guests and get forthright answers is unlike anything I've heard. Please keep up the great work. I love the Thursday gang too. You all rock. Thank you so much, 
Sorry to read an iTunes comment that is so self-aggrandizing. It's just that that's all there is this week. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, thank you so much. I think I mentioned that um, I am really proud of that episode. And uh, a lot of people who don't normally respond did. Or who don't normally write in, wrote in to say things like they don't normally write in. Um, uh, yeah, it was a really emotional episode. And uh, thank you so much. And if you would like your iTunes comment to be the iTunes comment of the week, you know, leave us a nice comment. And um, I don't like to respond to haters because I feel like it's just not how I want to be spending my time or living my life. However, there's a few things that have gotten under my skin of late. Hence, we have a special ringtone for them. And since it just sort of bookends the nice iTunes comment of the week, let's just just hear what this dickwad had to say. Hello, Allison. My name's Jeffrey. I rarely, if ever, write into shows, but I just listened to your interview with Jack Burdett. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Being aware of his – I met him. I knew his name at the time. I feel badly. Sorry, Jack. Being aware of his pedigree and talent, I really looked forward to it. I found him to be a very talented, humorous, and kind man. Obviously, I was not in the room, but at the hour and 20-minute mark, I found it extremely distasteful that after asking Mr. Burdett, tell me if you don't want to talk about anything, which is literally met with silence, you then proceeded to ask a question as inconsiderate as it was inconsequential. In my opinion, there was nothing to gain by asking that, and in the end, you handled a very sensitive subject by fumbling word over word. I found it an extremely bad taste, and by looking at your reel, in quotes, it would be what one would expect. I will never listen to anything you have you have to do it again. Well, those words don't make sense at the end. But anyway, you says. can go fuck yourself! Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Took me a while to get to that point. Um, here's the thing. So, so many things to say. Um, that it, but... The weird thing is that usually there's like a mixed response. This episode, that is the only negative remark I've gotten. And I've gotten – and I, but I hate that I'm taking the time out to like respond to that one. Um, it's been overwhelmingly positive. But, but anyway, I happen to see that one. So I'm just going to respond. I take the emotions of the person I'm interviewing and their response and their feelings like very, very, very seriously. So for some reason, it really, really bothered me that how much he misinterpreted what happened in that episode. I did say to Jack, tell me if there's anything you don't want to talk about, which was met with silence because he was waiting to hear. Like, I don't know what this Jeffrey guy thinks his silence meant. I said, tell me or let me know if there's anything you don't want to talk about which is his opening to let me know if there's something he doesn't want to talk about. Or what I was kind of saying is I'm going to ask some questions now, which may be a little bit probing, and I don't want you to feel like you have to answer them. So feel free to say I don't want to talk about that, which, by the way, I've been an interviewer now for over 20 years, like a long fucking time. And giving someone an out is not always the best thing to do if you want them to answer the question. Making them feel like they need to answer it is probably the best, but I've never been good at that. But in a situation where, like this where, to me, it actually is more important that he feels good about it than that I'm probing for deep information, of course I did give him that out, and he didn't take it. He was totally fine. He was happy to talk about all the stuff. He talked about how he's never talked about this stuff publicly before. He tweeted something along those lines as well. Um, and I just – I don't know. I can't remember what the question was that he's talking about. I think it was – I think it may have been – I think I just might have – so so I might have been asking 
a bit for you want like me to look it up? details. I think it might have said who found the kids. That sounds that that's my recollection as well. But I can look it up if you. No, it's. I, I don't think it really matters. The thing is, that question wasn't inconsequential or inconsiderate, um, and it was like a huge part of the story. And he had every opportunity to like Gary. You were there. Did it seem at all like I was pressuring him into talking about anything he didn't want to talk about? Absolutely not. I, no. I mean, it was – we've had I, – I know for sure because you have asked that question to people before both on and off the air and they have used that out to get out of something. Right. Like, yeah, I'll say to people sometimes ahead of time, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Yeah. And – and they're always honest. And we've had people say, yeah, there, here are the things. It's happened multiple times. Sometimes but, after a show, people will write in right. and say, like, oh, uh, you know, I'm so sorry. They always apologize. I'm so sorry, but I talked about this. Can we edit that out? Right, which is rare, but it happens. And we, we try to accommodate. Like, Allison's never trying to – she doesn't want the guests to walk out of here feeling like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. It was like – it was more <laughs> about this is a extremely tragic and emotional and highly personal thing that involves not only him but members of his family and i want to go here and see if you're willing to talk about it and you know open up a little but if you don't want to that's totally cool and i totally understand (laughs) and i think jack got that i the based on his body language and the way he responded i mean which you can hear on the audio yeah he stammers a few times but it was a terrible thing it wasn't because he didn't want to answer he was trying to do it eloquently and without Losing his composure, I think. And if I and if I my stumbling over words was because I was trying to find the right words, and because I was so moved too. So I don't know. It's weird, you know. Adam talks about how there's two types of of insults or two two types of hate you can get, and one is where someone kind of sizes you up correctly and that hurts, versus the other one where they're so off base that it doesn't hurt. And I was thinking that hasn't really been my experience of. Of that for me, because people will write in that people will say shit to me that feels very off the mark, like um, you know, everything you've gotten in your life has been based on your looks. It's like <laughs> I weighed like 200 pounds, so I don't think a lot of things are being handed to me back in those days. And I in no way have I ever coasted on my looks. Um, you know, I mean, when I first started getting that comment it was weirdly flattering that like, Oh my God, I'm fooling them. Yeah. But then it quickly, it quickly, well, not quickly in time. It stopped feeling flattering because it was them saying you're not qualified to be whatever. But like when someone to me sizes me up, not at all the way that I think is accurate. it, It bugs the fuck out of me because I try so hard to be understood. I care too much about being understood and being seen as I am. Um, so that does get to me. So this this email did get under my skin. Um, and uh, one more time, I just want to say, hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And also, you're wrong. <laughs> that felt good. Bravo. That felt really good. Yeah, did feel good. It's silly though. I it really should. I mean, the thing that I need that I always <clears throat> try to tell myself though is that. Oftentimes people aren't – it's not me they're responding to. They don't know me. It's whatever it represents for them. Definitely. Yep. I feel like even if it's not to me, like a lot of people say that about Adam, like, oh, he's misogynistic, racist, like sexist douchebag. And he kind of <laughs> is. But no, um, but like when they explain why and, I, and I'm and i listening to them explain it, it uh, 
and they're completely wrong because they don't understand like there's humor behind it, there's no hate in his heart, then it's just it 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 gets me mad. Like, right. Like you have no idea what you're talking about. So Yeah, people are always responding to something that bothered them in their life. Has it bothered you? I'm just curious because, like, I, you know, there's people who've said pretty terrible things to me on the internet. But I, has it for you, Allison, does it become easier? Yes. Good. Yes, it does. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. It always has the ability to just deflate me. And I don't know that that will ever go away. And I hear other people talk about it and they, kind of say that it never really does it mm-hmm. seems like there's people that i would think how could this affect you it, right. you're you you know right. and they'll say that it does but it definitely like stuff when it first started i wasn't used to it um and the minute i joined the adam carolla show suddenly i was just getting so much more response both good and bad um <laughs> and that was it was at the beginning overwhelming and and painful um but pretty now things that would have bothered me then don't even phase me. Cool. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, you build cal- you build up callus, I think. Have That's you tried good. just not like I mean, um, you probably have, but just like just not reading any like being the type of person that just doesn't read any reviews and just kind of just goes? I don't look at message board type things anymore because that became the kind of thing where it felt like a bad, like a, the cycle in a bad relationship where you're like, every time I see this person, I feel bad. Why yeah. am I doing this? Like nothing good for me emotionally was coming out of that. It began to feel like a, an addiction almost or a compulsion. So once I just stopped that, like that, that's been a lot easier. Um, I have not been that person who doesn't read my at replies on Twitter. There are those people, but I feel like so much of what I do is about interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, Comment sections, I I try not to read. I remember actually Fred Armisen. I'm name dropping, but it was on my show. He's like, just don't read them; they don't exist. Just get to the bottom of the article, and then you're done. <laughs> um, but that's hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. I don't yeah. know. I don't Google fun. myself though. It's also kind of fun to read the comments. I mean, if you're being mentioned in it, that kind yeah. of takes away from it, probably. Yeah, but it's kind of addicting. People can get really into that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what's your guys' experience of this? I mean, everyone here gets gets comments. I, I, I really don't. I'm getting used to it because I have to really remind myself, like, no, I am who I am, and I'm very comfortable with that, and that's fine. But, like, I did a video for this thing a couple weeks ago, and I went back the other day to see how many views it had. <laughs> and there was a comment that was like, this girl is just horrible. Whether or not she's telling a joke, I just cannot stand her <laughs> at all. Everything about her is the worst. Wow. And I'm it's sorry, like, Jenna. Yeah. I did not mean to find out. <laughs> but sorry. it's like one of those days, like one of those things where you're like, that's a pretty stupid comment. But then you just think like, what did I Why? do? Why yeah. did I, how did I offend you so much in a three-minute video where I make jokes that are so like just silly, funny? Well, that's the thing that you and I have that in common. We're We're not very polarizing we're pretty no. nice and inoffensive and a- yeah. accessible so what the fuck right <laughs> it's like i barely like i don't even say like crude thing like i'm not even like like how can this offend you that much and maybe that's the reason you know maybe it's I, too boring for them or something i don't, I don't think it's any i don't think it's any real reason that's going to make sense logically i think it's the internet yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> i also just don't think it's anything that you did it's what allison was saying before it's people 
people projecting their own insecurities and their own issues right. onto your video. They probably didn't even see what you were talking about or anything. It's true. They just saw essentially a mirror of themselves and decided to lash out at it. Yeah. But I mean, in real life, when I get the sense that someone's projecting their shit on me and not responding to like me personally, that bugs me too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that we've all had those kind of experiences sure. um, where, I don't know. In fact, that's one of the most disturbing things for me is like, I don't my my hand just made a, a gesture, which for some reason means disturbing. I don't know. I got that. <laughs> you did from my little waving thing. Um, what that is is when a flip gets switched, a switch gets flipped, a flip gets switched. Yes, for some reason flip that gets one. Flipped. I always no a switch gets flipped. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, you can't switch. A flip. You wouldn't flip a switch. <laughs> Wait, you do flip a switch. How dare you? What? I you can't know. switch a flip. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Have you guys ever had this experience where you're arguing with someone and perhaps they're yelling at you and all of a sudden you feel like you don't know who you are to them, but you're not you? Can you elaborate? Um, It's sort of dealing with people who have rage issues and it's as if something gets flipped, a switch perhaps, in them where they're like it could also be with someone who's drunk or something like that where it's like they're just they're just lash it's someone who's lashing out and they're not even seeing the effect they ha- are having on you anymore You're yeah. asking if it's happened before? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot who I was talking to right <laughs> yeah. now. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. How, how ironic that it's almost as if I forgot <laughs> who I was talking to right now. I guess you know. But you take everything in stride, it seems. Yeah, it's all right. I don't mind it. How do you do that? Um, <clears throat> I think it's just a general attitude adjustment that I did for myself five, six years ago to just be focused on what I think is important and be true to what I know is true. And people can think what they want to. But not going to let it affect me. I do think taking everything personally is not a good way to go through life. And I definitely err a little too much on that side. Like my – I'll be like, but it's me. <laughs> How can you say that about me? <laughs> I'm trying so hard and I'm so nice. Why would uh, – you know, yeah. I sound like a, a gigantic – annoying baby and i would want to punch that me in the face too (laughs) when the truth is oftentimes it wasn't about you someone's just having a bad day yeah let it go whatever it is yeah but it offends me it offends me when people act like dicks but that's something i should probably let go of as well because that's just the world we live in people act like dicks and they don't behave in the best way and that just happens and it's going to happen. And I don't know though. I mean like there are relationships where people just say shitty things to each other all the time and it doesn't even seem to bother them, but I could never be in one because if someone Mm -hmm. says shitty things to me, it hurts my feelings too much. So I, you know, Daniel and I really are pretty careful not to, neither of us are people that accidentally say shitty things though. Well, I mean, I would say I don't want it to sound like I'm just completely passive and just immune to to what people say. I mean, of course, I feel it, and it can hurt too. Um, but I, I guess when I hear things like if somebody's really yelling at me and really mad at me, I maybe it's just a skill, but I try to hear what they're saying and try to understand why they're angry. So it's not really about the fact that I'm getting yelled at right now. It's more about me like – trying to understand what's the root of the anger. 
And I think maybe I'm just thinking so hard about that that it allows it allows me to not feel the blunt force of whatever. I think that's, that's smart. The best, that's the best way to do it because then because if you fight that fire with more fire, it nothing gets done, nothing progresses. Like you have to just. Like, even if you have to just be the one that doesn't yell back, that doesn't, you know, be a dick back, just kind of process how, what's the best way to get through this and solve this. Let's just go that way. Right. And and I don't know if that's – if so, like, like what happened with me earlier on set when that person was kind of mad at me, I, I just processed, like, oh, wait, um, you probably were using this table for something. All right, I'll move. Whatever. And uh, so that might be – so either I've figured out how to deal with, with people who are being kind of a dick or I'm dead inside. I just I just don't feel there's anything. Also that. <laughs> yeah, there's also that. But either way, my life is significantly better that's, because of it. That's smart, though. That is to just start to just assess, like, okay, what is this person really saying, as opposed to why are you accusing me of something that I right. didn't do, Dick? I I remember it, it's a quote. I don't remember where I heard it from, and it's kind of a lame quote, but it's the ego no es mi amigo, <laughs> meaning you're you're a lot <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's a quote. Look it up. I did not write that quote. I'm just saying that. Oh, I you didn't? The fact Absolutely that you not. That's, that's actually the title of the show, this episode. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> should. That the one ego, down. no es mi amigo. <laughs> Listen, it, they're fucking true words. You look them up on the internet, and if if you really think about it, it's true. We are all of us are more than the personality that you've ascribed to yourself or what other people think you are. And your ego is what you think that you are, what you expect of yourself, and there are positive and negative sides to that but i think the calm approach to it is to understand that you're you're more than just this personality and this body like that's getting a little spiritual and new agey but i guess there's a facet of that that goes into managing stress and anger Mm -hmm. that first person who wrote that letter are you crazy did you (laughs) did you hear that that was beautiful matt and i mean um, i don't think you're that crazy because you said i was the nicest person you've ever heard but they shouldn't be as wishy-washy on matt now (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I think it was, what, your strong opinions? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes them the wrong way. Sure. Let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? I did have a weird experience recently, though. Some of you people here heard it. Where someone came at me pretty aggressively and without even being thrown by it i just sort of defended myself and kind of gave it back to them but then it still bugged me but i was thinking because i think of myself as someone who's not good at confrontation and yet in this instance i was totally able to stand up for myself and like not put up with any bullshit it may have been because i was in the right in this situation the person was pretty out of line but i was thinking that it's weird because for me, what's difficult to deal with is passive aggressiveness. Mm. But sometimes when someone's just being a dick to you in your face, if they're not your boss, if they're your boss, then it's difficult because you're trying to step on your toes. But if it's not, then maybe that's actually not the hardest situation to deal with. Well, I mean, don't don't get don't get us wrong. Like when you're in the middle in the middle of assessing the situation, if don't don't think like never fight back. I mean, if you if you need to, if you need to, right? If that's the then then do it, but. I mean, don't be a puss about it. If, but I don't know. As, as I said, like it's all about just getting there the fastest, getting where you need to go, and and um, if you need if you need to push back, push back a little bit. 
All right. Amy Baker says, my early morning dreams are often of me trying to find a place to pee to no avail. Broken toilets, locked bathrooms, etc. Um, no, Never I don't have that it. one. Yeah. I feel like I, I have had the dream. I'd, certainly, I understand that feeling of like you're kind of half sleeping. You obviously have to pee, but you don't want to get out of bed. And I've definitely had that incorporate into my dreams. But I would say as a guy, it's a little bit different because if I was in a dream and I saw a broken toilet, I probably would still <laughs> pee on it. Yeah. But I get what she's saying. Right. Pe- yeah. Even when I'm awake. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'd, I'd still pee in it. Yep. <laughs> Lennox Ruiz says, I feel like a badass when I drive between two semis on the freeway. Feels like I'm in a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. I actually find that an uh, anxiety provoking situation. <laughs> yeah. I'm too scared when that happens. I, just, I think of the scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where Steve Martin and John Candy get stuck between two trucks and there's electric sparks going everywhere uh, and Steve Martin just looks and John Candy's laughing like the devil and it's hilarious scene. Well, I don't know why they would feel like a badass because in the Fast and Furious movies, one of the cars gets ran over. <laughs> so I don't, like, gets under the truck and gets ran over. So I wouldn't, I mean, it is scary and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting real close to becoming a ball on a pinball machine, just bouncing off yes. both of them. Um, and I think we were taught not to in drivers that never get between yeah, two, get between two. two tracks. <laughs> but you know, sometimes sometimes you have to. Hmm. I think here I don't know where it is everywhere else, but big big trucks are only allowed to drive in the the right two lanes. Oh really? Yeah. So if you see one on the left lane, then they're doing it wrong. You could call that bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> call it. Ashley Kirk says. At drive-through ATMs, I constantly check my rearview mirror to see if someone has pulled up in line behind me. I have never used the drive-through ATM that it's, combines two things that I don't love: ATMs and drive-throughs. <laughs> well, drive-throughs are great. Um, ATMs, I'm you know indifferent. Uh, but the thing is, like, it's that you get that embarrassing thing where you you pull up a little too far to the right, yeah. and you can't reach <laughs> that's the ATM. The worst. And and then I, and that's when I look behind because it's like, am I great? Now there's someone behind me who's going to have to watch me get out of my car to use a drive-thru ATM because I can't reach the effing thing. But even then, I'll still try <laughs> to, like, not have to get totally out of your seat. So it's like the window's down, the car door's yeah. kind of yes. open. <laughs> if you, the seatbelt's halfway unbuckled and was, you're like, if I you can unbuckle, do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you unbuckle your seatbelt, you already lost. Yeah. <laughs> the game is over. Wait, like, do, you, do you guys go to drive-thru ATMs a lot? No. Maybe that's there's, maybe better. There's one in my hometown that I would – Absolutely, that was the bank that I would go to. So not lately, but all through high school and stuff, it was almost always the drive-through ATM. I never had a problem with it. I always thought – I'm surprised <laughs> I never saw it in a movie. I always thought that that, that is like where you would get mugged. That's why I – because I feel like you're just a sitting duck or something. Yeah, then again, you got, you're in your car though, so yeah, but it's better than but, walking up to but one. But listen, it's what you're talking about, Jenna. It's not that you're in your car. It's that you're in your car with the door half open, <laughs> half the seatbelt unbuckled, and your card out. Like I just well, think you're very vulnerable. Here's, well, here's plus, a- it's like if you're out to steal somebody's ATM money, then like having a quick getaway and stealing their car doesn't seem that far of a stretch. Oh, yeah. that's true. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't even think about, about, about stealing their 20 that they just <laughs> pulled out. <laughs> the one 20 that I need for laundry to get quarters. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, if I was if I was mugging somebody at a drive through ATM, I would have a buddy go in front and then one in the back of the car so they'd be trapped and then you'd mug them and they had, they'd have nowhere to go. They can drive off. Don't oh. think too much about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Chris, stop taking notes. I went to an ATM at night recently, which ATMs make me nervous in general. 
just it's just been drilled into my head that they're not very safe. Um, mm. And at night seemed like a bad idea too. And there was this like guy that looked kind of sketchy just lurking there. So I'm like, I'm not going to use that one. I kept waiting <laughs> for him to go. He was a security guard. It's like, why uh, won't he leave? <laughs> that's so funny. Poor guy. Don't have a sketchy security guard. But actually, I don't think he was sketchy. I think that I was just on alert. You should always have a sketchy security well, guard. <laughs> yeah. I used to get freaked out in New York when I lived there because sometimes homeless people would like get through the bank door that you can get into to go to the ATMs. You know, because there's sometimes they have that door oh, locked. Right. But you swipe the card and then sometimes there would be like a homeless person who would like camp out in there. And then it's like, well, that place is off limits now. I'm scared yeah. to go in there. <laughs> do they have those ATM vestibule things out here? Here they're yeah. all outside. Yeah, downtown they do. Oh. It's like, it's only in big buildings like that. Yeah, I could see how ATMs are scary though. I mean, all they have are just those cameras. Those like I know all of them have little ones, good cameras, but it's just okay. So someone's gonna watch me get shot in the face. (laughs) (laughs) At least there's that. There's footage of that. Remember, remember those old emails you would get about like there's a story about someone's at a gas station and then they go in the gas station. The tenant's like, somebody just went in your car. I just want to let you know. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, never mind. Well, it was like <laughs> it was you know one of the it was like one of those. I think it was a hoax. I don't know if it was a true story or not. Uh, I believe it's called an urban legend, and you can see it in the movie Urban Legend. <laughs> Just so you know, um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air got shot at an ATM in one of the episodes. That's right. Wow. So just saying, he was saving Carlton. He was a hero. I haven't seen that documentary. Okay. <laughs> I'm never carrying cash on me again. Joanne says, when I see vacation abbreviated as vacay. Or vaca. I think cow in Spanish, but spelling it phonetically is weird too. Vacay. So the first one is V A C A, and the second one V A Y uh, hyphen C A Y. Um, yes. No, I guess I don't think of cow, but now I will. I think that we should adopt the European approach to this, and we should call it holiday instead oh, of vacation. Really? I would really like that. It just sounds better. When I when I see when I <laughs> disagree, nothing's stopping you. When I see when I see vacation abbreviated as vacay, I don't think cow. I think I need a new friend. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't have anything. What to do if with you saw anymore. it abbreviated as holiday? <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Celeste Heisenberg says, "Just mirror everyone. When someone comments on my hair, I feel the need to touch it while I respond to them. Yes, or any jewelry or just anything. Always." I just look up, like, even though I can't really see it, I, say, and I look up and I say thank you because I get a ton of comments on how much hair I have. Like, I have a ton of hair. It's like uh, – I it, actually noticed it yesterday. You had, like, a voluminous wave of hair happening because you yeah. had pushed it in one direction. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I may have combed it yesterday. It's just it, – it's like a sea First otter. this week. Yeah. A sea otter has, like, I think uh, in one square inch has, like, the same amount of hair as, like, a whole human being, like a whole human being. And I feel I have sea otter hair. Like in like one square inch of my hair is just a ton more hair than most people have. And it's cool, but it kind of sucks just because it's – And why does it suck? It's hard to manage and uh, I don't know. When you go to salons, <laughs> do like all the hairstylists come and look at your hair like, oh my goodness, look at this I know. guy. I break those clippers that they – I've broken like clippers that they've used in my hair. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I jammed them up, and then they they look at it, and then oh, you broke it. I feel bad. You could be like an X Men. Your mutant power could be like a (laughs) extremely strong hair. hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could hang by your hair. That's my power. I wanted to teleport, and I got the hair. (laughs) Got all the doors with that shit. (laughs) Megan says, "Use silly names for my kids." Daffer, Fuchi's, Mitch Morch, and Mars TV, and get self conscious if I slip up and use them in public. Yes. 
I would do that too. Yeah. What have you Those slipped up fun. and called Oliver in public? Just nut and the nut, and um, I mean, we just use all sorts of ridiculous names for him. <laughs> Although, well, so the nut comes from we call him Peanut because that's his middle name. But then we <laughs> we just started calling him the nut. But it's not like oh that nutty guy. It's just it's just he's the nut. The, the nut. nut, yeah. But it's like, like the book. Oh the hi, the nut. I mean, it's just ridiculousness. But people have actually started adopting that, and on Instagram, they'll they'll write the nut, which we think is really funny. By the way, someone started an uh, Oliver Quant's Instagram account. It is not us. Oh, I thought it's it was unofficial. I know it seems like it should be us. Um, the on the bio it says, "My mom walks me without a bra on." <laughs> <laughs> that is the first indication that it's not me. But I feel like this person is a fan, and they. They're not. Um, they're not up to anything bad. They're just posting cute photos and stuff. But I'm just saying, if you follow it, it's not us. If you start seeing photos of your dog from very far I away, know, right? From across yeah. the yeah. Right. Yes. I don't remember like taking angles. that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so far they've just been um, stealing Daniel's photos. <laughs> DPNO10 says asking a dog if he wants a cookie is way up there on the list of questions to which there's only one answer: yes. Who's the cutest? Are you the cutest? Are also similar questions. <laughs> but you have to ask it because the reaction is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Azure Pellegrino, that's a good name <laughs> or a good type of drink, says, I'm too uncomfortable to take an item from the grocery store that a worker is currently stocking. Yes. Totally. I will do a lap and then come back. That's I think that person will appreciate you taking the item. It's one less thing for them to put on the shelf. Yeah, oh, take it from the box. That they're, that they're oh, that's true. Like, oh, there's so many to lift. Oh, thank you, kind woman. I did that with cilantro two days ago at the grocery store. Yeah, you, you just made that day's, guy's day way better. Mm. Do you... Do you guys, when you like get bread, do you reach for like the ones in the back or like the things in the back just because it has those extra three days of expiration? Absolutely, I'm not going to fall for there. Gary, does that bother? Does that bother the grocery stores when people do that? No, as long as you don't fuck something up, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, like if you're reaching into the back of the milk thing and you're like pushing all of the milk aside, like it's the Red Sea, so that it mixes in with like the orange juice and like the creamer, <laughs> and just so you get that one milk thing. Then that frustrates people. But if you're just going to reach back into the back of the bread thing and pick something up and everything else is fine, who cares? All right. We're humans, too. <laughs> Grocery store employees do the same too. shit. <laughs> oh, have you had this experience where you're pulling a milk as they're putting milk in from the back? Oh, it's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Gets no, yeah. hands. Finding... And then you, you hold the one you pulled, and then you take that one and replace it with the one you were holding, right? Sure. It's more fresh. <laughs> yeah. But by and large... When it, when there's a human where you don't expect there to be one, that that is the most terrifying thing ever. Totally, a pair of eyes. That happened to me yesterday. I was uh I was on set and the one on the plane. I was walking backwards, uh, filming something, and I turn around and I see like two airplane chairs put together, and then a set of legs like knees coming from the top. Like someone was lying down and they made themselves like a little crib with the knees coming out. And I look and it's Kalen sleeping like by himself in the back where nobody was and it scared the crap out of me. There's a picture of it. Oh, that scared you? Yeah, because I turned around and there was just a guy there and I thought nobody was back there. Yeah, I took a little power nap during yeah. lunch. There's... Working hard. Keep, keep it up, Madil Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, wait, wait. I got to go back to the milk for one second. You said pushing it aside so it gets into the orange juice, but doesn't isn't each milk thing on its own little like trolley, like um, track? Maybe in your OC high quality markets <laughs> you guys have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's pasteurized too. Think about the fancy uh, grocery store closest to your parents' house. 
Okay. There's just flat shelves for milk and oh, orange really? juice and stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Flat shelves with no divider. So it's just like a wide, like four foot deep, 12 foot wide shelf, refrigerated shelf, basically. With little rollers on it or no? Are there no, not even it's rollers? Just, it's just shelves. Really? Yeah. I guess I never really paid attention. This is going to be... So fascinating to one person. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I, I just had another question back since Gary works at, worked at a grocery store. And uh, this is going to be the dumbest question ever. If, God, if probably you guys are wearing the same shirt again. Matt Twins. and I always wear the same shirt. Yeah. Um, it's planned. Which one? What do they do with, like, the old milk and the old bread? Like, do they just throw that all away? Because now I feel bad for reaching back because I don't want to waste it. Do they maybe they, do they use them for, like, croutons? Or uh, <laughs> do, they, do they give the milk Who's to, like, the cheese, cheese companies? Crouton makers. <laughs> You're clear that I collected carts and bag groceries, right? I don't work for big cheese. <laughs> I don't fucking know what they do with it, but I wouldn't be worried about it. These are, like, multinational corporations. Don't sweat it. Take right. your goddamn milk from take the bag. Take the one you want. Yes. <laughs> okay. You're paying fair market value for that milk. You're allowed to take whichever I one mean, you want. I mean, I live by myself, so I get, like, if I can get through a whole loaf of bread without it getting moldy, right. then that's an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. So by all means, take it from the back. Okay. You know what are adorable? Tiny ju- plastic jugs of milk. I was recently watching a brand new movie called Notting Hill. <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of it. I've seen it. Saw in advance. Um, and they had a little milk, and it reminded me that I've seen that before. I don't know where, though. I don't know if it was when I was in Europe. I don't mean to continent drop. Um, <laughs> it's been many, many years. But I don't know if they sell them like that in Europe or maybe they sell them like that somewhere here. And it's just been a while since I've seen maybe a health food store. But it looks like a gallon of milk. But it's just tiny. Have you guys seen this before? It's really cute. It's super fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little stout jug of milk. Anyway, if it. anyone has experience... With these little milks. Let me know where they're from. (laughs) Um, Okay. Jamie Alberton says, I feel stupid calling someone by their nickname and usually won't if I wasn't friends with them at its inception. Yes. I have trouble not calling the person what I was introduced to them as at the very beginning. So I think we talked about it before, but if someone – I know Rob and Mike who have tried to institute Michael and Robert – and I can't do it because they were Mike and Rob for so many years. Oh, yeah. Think, or like Daniel, a lot of his friends do call him Dan, but he refers to himself as Daniel and introduced himself to me as Daniel. So he, it, Dan feels wrong or weird to me. He's just Daniel. Also, I had a friend who I dated many years ago um, named Jeff. To me, he was Jeff, but his friends called him Jeffrey and I could never do that one. Yeah, it, it's tough because since I was in middle school, everyone's been calling me Loxy, uh, and so when when they introduce me to people, I'll say, "Hey, I'm Chris." And then before, you know, and then someone will just interject, "Oh no, but we call him Loxy. That's Loxy. Loxy." And so everybody just knows me as Loxy. And but no one here knows you as that. No, because you don't know any of my friends. Or like from back home. Right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for introducing us. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Snap. God. But we don't want to know any of your friends either. Loxy works it. too because you have so much hair. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Full circle. Yeah. Okay. So that. So it's tough because I'm trying. You know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to break out of Loxy and get you know Chris. Hence, uh, I haven't told you guys <laughs> to call me Loxy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, or Chris. We'll call you Max Apata. You'll be a yeah. lot better off here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, nicknames are tough. They're I. Is it I'd, Jennifer for you, or is it Jen? My name? Yeah. My name's Jenna. 
Kim Jones. Like, and I, and everybody loves to say the three names. Like, especially people who start to know me later in life, I guess, because I use those three names for like work and comedy and everything. But at Daily Show, everybody called me JKJ. I feel that's harder to say than it, Jenna Kim Jones. I agree, and just or just Jenna, because that's what everybody else calls me. But for some reason. They spent the time, and everybody called me JKJ. But then at Daily Show, I also had a coworker who started working there the same time I did. But I, when I started, I was working in the office, and he went on the road, and they were doing the conventions. So I was in the office working, and he was gone. So we started the same day but never really met because he was traveling. And we got back. Everybody was calling him Goose. <laughs> and so I didn't know what his real name was for, like, a couple months because I was like, Goose. Like, I just called How him that. How did he get the name Goose? <laughs> his name's, well, his last name was Gusso, but everyone kept pronouncing it wrong, and then they just shortened it to Goose, and then Goose they started calling name. him Goose. But I didn't know any of that for, like, two months after that, because I'm like, Goose, I guess that's your name. I don't know. This is awkward. I bet Daily Show called you JKJ because it's easier to type, maybe. And they, maybe. Oh. It's just easier Could to be. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, because I'd rather type that. Yeah. Maybe. There's a letter, they're right next to each other on the keyboard. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people just get locked into calling people by their initials. Yeah. Well, and my cube mate, his name was BJ, so that could have. <laughs> <laughs> but I called, I called him Beej, so I didn't That's use also BJ. That's funny. Yeah. Pretty funny as well. <laughs> but like Matt, are you ever Matthew? Yeah, I go by Matthew sometimes. Most, I, nah. no, most of my most people just call me Matt. I found though when I go when I do Starbucks, I now say Matthew. Or whenever I'm placing any sort of phone order, I always say Matthew now. Why? Because it's always Mac or Max. <laughs> or can you spell that like Matt? They kind of emphasize the T, you know. So I, you know, Matthew a lot. That's weird that you get Mac a lot. Oh yeah, definitely, That's especially weird. over the phone. Maybe because they hear your like podcast voice and they're like hey, Mac. Yeah. It's not Mac. Mac. It's Mac. <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> I just teasing. You know what, Mac? I feel like Mac probably would have a lot of facial hair, don't you think? Mm. A lot of well, not just facial hair, but body hair. He'd just be all over fuzzy. I agree. And I feel like Mac needs to clean it up, and uh, not just Mac, but but perhaps you, listener, all of us. Uh, and you know what you need? You need something that I love. The no no. Don't waste your money on expensive laser hair removal appointments or waxing or all these things which are expensive and painful and messy and just don't work. You can get rid of unwanted hair faster and safer in the comfort of your own home with the No-No Hair Removal. No-No is just this little device. It's about the size of a cell phone. You just glide it along your skin and it removes the hair and it lights up in this way and lets you know if you're using it correctly. Um, and the more you use it, the 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 better it works and the the slower the hair grows back and the less hair you're dealing with. Um, and you can be hair-free for weeks. Uh, it's easy, quick, and it is effective. And it comes with a very snazzy travel case. You can store it and take it with you. And the no-no works for everyone, all ages, skin type, hair color, men and women. Um, and uh, I am under the impression I've been informed that more and more men are using no-nos. They are stealing them from their ladies. So dudes, get your own no-no. And by the way, that's actually not uh, – someone wondered if I was talking specifically about Daniel. No, I'm, I'm not. But I talked to no-no, and they were saying that they've noticed this trend. Uh, so 
You guys need to go get your own no-no, and your entire purchase will be backed by no-no's triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, even pay for you to ship it back to them so you don't risk a penny to try the no-no today. Call for details. Terms and conditions may apply. And you guys can visit my site to cash in on a special offer. If you order online, you get a free gift card. So go to nonobestfriend.com nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-7715 800-508-7715 okay so it's like the old bread and the old milk they have <laughs> they can't throw it away because somebody you could just go dumpster diving and just and, someone and have probably a feast. does they probably do yeah someone, you could I'm have sure a feast will... of a bunch of moldy bread someone I'm sure can tweet us and tell us I feel like the milk would be more of a problem than the bread I feel like, well, maybe they, I thought they would just ship them out I imagine back out. they just throw them away I would agree. That would be my guess. Down yeah. the drain. Yeah. All right. All that bread down I the drain. I feel like when you go to the market, sometimes you'll see like a rack Day of, old. Yeah, of like bread. We're going to be tossing this pretty soon, so we're going to put this on sale. I and would think Loxie's no, Friends Dumpster yeah. Dive. Oh, well, yeah. So no, why, wait, why would you but think I'm, that? <laughs> I don't know. Because you guys ride around on a school bus and ride in trunks <laughs> and things. Yeah, well, yeah we did. <laughs> But I bet grocery stores, too, to ease your worries, probably have been doing it for so long, they don't buy too much Oh, yeah. I'm, to I'm, sell. I mean, they, you know what I mean? There's no way you they're, sell all right, you don't the way sell they're good. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just I just trying to know, calm I just wonder where it goes. Nerves. I'm, I'm going to put a tracker <laughs> on a loaf. I'm a loaf of whole grain next time I go. All right. It is, we are ending the show, but something just came up for me, which I want to share. It's a question. It's a question in a game. Uh-oh. Those are the best kind of questions. I know. What is the worst type of bread? <gasps> is this like a teaser for next week for everyone to think about? Or are we Moldy trash moldy? can bread? <laughs> no, can no, bread. no, no. Sorry. No, I understood I what you I, meant, I, I believe I answered your question and played your game. Thank you very kindly. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the dry, super dry, thick uh, pumpernickel. Thank you. Ugh. This is how you yeah. play. It's kind of heavy. Mm, nice. That, that's how you play the game. I mean, it's not it. a game. I don't think I the won't question is, of the not, like... Bread. Depends what you're using it for, though. Because if you're saying, like, what's the worst kind of bread for a sandwich, that's a different question than oh, no. just to eat well, a I slice went, of Well, I thought of that, and I went all around. I, I thought sandwich, dipping, I, and soup. I think overall you're right. Okay. Pumpernickel is what – I don't think I know actually what kind that is. It's, like, dark brown, right? Yeah, and it's dense. Uh-huh. And it, it like – Does it have a strong flavor? It doesn't it, – it, not really, but it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the flex I like. It doesn't have mm. the uh, – it just it just breaks. Okay. It's like it's I have to Google it. More. Yeah. I think Chris might have nailed it on the head with the right. I don't like bread that has sunflower seeds in it. Like you know, yeah. sometimes it when has like the big chunks of seeds and things. I'm not I know it's healthy and whatnot, but it just bothers me. Too many extra flavors in the bread. I'm cool with all other kinds of I don't bread. like any kind of jalapeno bread mm, but usually you it. just find that in a muffin oh, and i don't like that either but like <laughs> I, if my, I don't need a spicy bread that is I'm a bummer i also don't like spicy jack cheese i'm trying to think though i'm trying to think loaves and loaves of bread what one would i be like ah can't stand that and i don't know that it would be pumpernickel for me but there's some t- like hard super hard crusty bread i'm not i'm not totally into but if it's like if your jaw begins to hurt from trying to eat it yeah, Caitlin. Well, if you have bread I don't opinions, think, you I don't can think that's, that that matters on the kind of bread as, as more as uh, how old the bread is. 
Don't you yeah. feel like there's some, some super crusty yeah. French or Italian bread that, that's born that way? Yes. <laughs> yes. And that was what, what I meant in terms of sandwich. Like, there are certain breads that are delightful to, like, eat at a steakhouse with bread and butter, but you try to make a sandwich out of that shit, you're going to fucking break your jaw. Cut what your kind mouth of open. Yeah. When does anyone eat pumpernickel? <laughs> great, great. You don't eat it on a sandwich. You don't eat it to dip. You don't ever eat it. Yeah. That sure. is now neck and neck with the ego, no es mi amigo, for title of the, the uh, episode. Yeah, when does pumpernickel eaters? I got it at a split pea Andersons. They served it with oh, a split yeah. pea soup, and that wasn't squaw bread because that is squaw also bread. a dark. Oh, yeah, that's good. No, you got squaw too. They gave you. They gave you like three different kinds of bread. Interesting. Yeah, pumpernickel is one of them. Not it was my least favorite of the three, and that's when I thought, hmm, I don't know if I like pumpernickel as much as I thought I would or I did. So, like it, j- it's like flaky almost, right? It's very dry. The one I had was. It, does, it, had, it doesn't. It was, and it was kind of heavy. Yeah. That's huh. not good. Yeah. All right. I leave you with that. <laughs> Thank who you. Who eats pumpernickel? Who likes it? What's I'm going to Google it. Yeah. I can't really imagine what it is no, right I now. I mean, I'm sure there's a good pumpernickel and a good use for it, but uh, when I was eating it, it was my least favorite of the three. I'm not hating on pumpernickel. It's just you asked what my least favorite was, but I like all bread. And what were the other two? I think it was a rye and a squaw. Or oh, one was like a white squaw on the bottom. Shame to you. What? I don't know. Squaw, squaw bread is so bread is good. Wait, wait. He wasn't ranking them. She said, "What kind of bread did they give yeah, you?" Yeah, he said his least favorite. Uh, I thought he was listening to his three least favorite. Oh uh, yeah. No. Right, Jenna has had a very sheltered bread life. I, I grew up you. in Korea. We only ate rice. There's none of this nonsense bread. <laughs> do they even have bread there? Rice is probably the worst they kind of bread. Do I think? I don't know. It's not the yeah. Their baked goods are not good in Korea. And then I moved to Utah, where baked goods are a plenty. But my mom didn't like them. My my mom doesn't really eat bread, so we never had bread growing up and then i moved away and was like what is this deliciousness and then my husband is all about bread because he's a midwest kid and when I, when I went to catholic school we had one day every year where all the kids like you donate money and then you'd have uh what they like what somalian uh, uh, uh somalian kids daily meal which is just rice and, and like a piece of white bread and that was like a thing and i remember i forgot to pay one year and they wouldn't give it to me and i just thought this is so weird that i'm not getting like th- this awful meal already. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know why I just thought that. But I had rice and bread at the same time. So every year. Hmm. Interesting yeah, that what was it... a terrible meal to you was strictly carbohydrate based. Just like <laughs> the intro to this show. Hey, and that's what we call full circle. Nice that is what we call that. <laughs> thank you guys so much. This was super fun. Hey, thank uh, you. Listeners, thank you for listening. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps some rice or bread. Or um, pumpernickel freshness holster, which might not exist. I don't think it does. But you never know. Uh, Click through the Amazon banner on my website. It does not cost you anything extra, and it helps out the show. Um, And it really does. Thank you so much for all your Amazon support. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You could do whatever you want with it. Set it for a special person. Make it your text tone. Just play it for fun. Wake up to it. Who knows? Um, you can get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And we have a special bonus episode available, $1.99, in the comedy album section of the iTunes store, recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Matt Costa and Matt, Gary, Chris, and me. Jenna was not available that day, but she was there in spirit. I was. And you should listen to it if you're a fan of the show, because otherwise, what kind of fan are you? Um, is that all? That's all. I feel like something's missing. 
You know what it is? It's you guys. I've missed you. Um, okay. Thank you so much. Oh, you can follow. I know what's missing. It's this junk. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. For Matt. There will be spoilers.com this week. Summer movie preview with one of my best friends, Sean Novak. All right. And Chris? Um, there's a movie coming out called Road Hard. And uh, Allison's in it. You should check it out when it comes out. <laughs> that plug is timely. very effective. <laughs> when is it, When is it coming out? Is there like a sort of rough idea? I don't think so. I think it has to go through a whole distribution like process too that hasn't been really addressed. Those yet. backers who purchased uh, the initial screenings, you know, in the cities that we provided them for, will likely be seeing them towards the very end of summer or uh, or the months thereafter. Oh, that's actually sooner than I expected. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to be doing screenings at the end of 2014. Wow. But those are only for the people that purchase those fund anything incentives. The rest of the world will uh, probably get it early 2015. So but like us, us special <laughs> super talents who are in the movie will be able to look at something the end of this year probably. Yes. Or no, 2015. If you're in the movie, you're not allowed to see it. <laughs> you can wait like everyone else. Okay. And uh, Jenna, where should we go for you? Follow me on Vine. Follow me on really? Vine. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to change Bold. it up. At Jenna Kim Jones. Follow me on Vine. Yeah. Especially because I'm going to post some really great Throwback Thursday stuff tomorrow. Today. Today. Or today when you're today. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Today. That's right. Follow Flashback me. Friday's tomorrow. That's right. Well, yeah, maybe I'll put something up then, too. What's Flashback Friday? Throwback Thursday, but for the lazy people who forget. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for the procrastinators. I thought Friday yeah. was follow Friday. That That's too. on Twitter. Oh, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. I love you. Bye. As long as it doesn't get in the way of Man Crush Monday, I'm good. <laughs> Man Crush Monday. <laughs> hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
is Corolla Digital. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Just as a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Nono. To get your Nono and take advantage of the exclusive offer for my listeners, go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. That's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815.